0: Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour, live on a Thursday. We're like midway through the month, it's the 15th of June, and the heat wave is coming. And is Janet Yellen feeling the heat? Maybe we're going to talk about everything Federal Reserve today, more economic data out today, more... What is she thinking? Comments coming out from Wall Street today. I am shocked. And yet, you know what? Maybe, just maybe. She's crazy like a fox. We're going to talk all about it. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. 20 plus. Years. This is decade number three for us. We've been right here the whole time. Our toll free number, 800 592 The website at allamericangold.com. We are days away from uh, having our new site up. Everything's pretty much working now. Ramon's ready. I'm ready. Uh, everybody's, kind you know, we're, we're ready. But we want to make sure we're ready, ready. Uh, but but it will be here very very soon. And it's actually just going to be you're going to get a lot more uh, of my own writings. I guess I'm not not that I'm a great writer, but research and analysis and and things that uh, you know keep me up at night as long as well as all of our social media stuff. That's going to be much more convenient for you. All the same videos and articles, all that other stuff, all will be there. And apparently it's going to look, be even easier on your phone, right? Which is, let's face it, that's the new way business gets done. Allamericangold.com. I don't know if you've seen the weather, but we're looking at temperatures that could be north of 120 degrees uh, Monday and Tuesday Uh, really the temperatures really pick up uh tomorrow saturday sunday i think sunday they're saying 116 to 118 monday you know 118 to 120 tuesday uh probably supposed to be the hottest day Uh, make sure (laughs) if the ac stops working get ready you're gonna need to get into a hotel make sure you keep tabs on your loved ones uh It is going to be hotter than you know what. If you can get out of this town, do it. I highly suggest you do do it before it's too late. Um, Actually, you know what? Right now, my wife and and my son, both my sons, but my older son, he's taking his his unofficial visit uh, to the University of San Diego uh, where the uh, football coach is going to be taking them all over campus and doing all that stuff and and then they go to uh, San Diego State where they're in a their his high school's in some uh, passing league tournament so unfortunately for them, they come home right as it gets super hot and then they'll probably wish they were gone back uh, but yeah, get ready. The heat is on. I wonder if Janet Yellen is feeling the heat today. As the Federal Reserve, they did exactly what I thought, which was their, they raised rates by a quarter of a point. Uh, no one really reacted to that. Okay, when it first came out, everyone's like, "Yeah, okay." We kind of expected that. It was the press conference that followed that really got things exciting. And I think everybody is missing it. And and one of the things, I will tell you right now, Janet Yellen is, she's a very, very, very intelligent person. Matter of fact, I'm going to go and say that every Fed governor, they're all super intelligent, right? These are the smartest peoples. Uh, They were the smartest in their families, the smartest in their high schools, the smartest at their colleges, right? And they all went to... Uh, the, the hoity-toity colleges, the Ivy League schools. You know, I had a brother. I, I still have him. He's still, <laughs> I have him. If, if you want to say, I, I've got three brothers, so there's four of us. My one brother, Matt, is, is, at least in my opinion, he is the smartest of the four of us. And by smart... I want to clarify what I mean by smart. When it comes to book smart, he's the winner. Right? Everything came easy to him. He never had to study for anything. He always seemingly just knew the answer. But of the four of us, and I'll I'll go to I'll I'll speak for my mother. If you asked her which one of the four brothers had the least amount of common sense right that would be him and this is exactly what we have in the federal reserve today it's loaded up with academics it's loaded up with the academia it's loaded up with all of their fancy what models and their forecast and, and all of those things but it's completely devoid of common sense and Janet Yellen really—it was—I was shocked and surprised at her comments. I—I was—it was almost disbelief. And then after I thought about it, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna maybe we'll see. I'm gonna give you my theory on that when we get back. Uh, but but I will tell you right now. People are starting to get really, really nervous. People that, that are, I would say are the big optimists out there. Art Cashin, uh, we used to talk about him a lot. He is uh, one of the guys that is on CNBC pretty much every day. I'm going to tell you what he had to say, and then what I think Janet Yellen is up to when we get back. Hit the radio news hour, 800 9510592. So, what's all the excitement about? I mean, gold's down $20 from, you know, yesterday gold rallied uh, because the data was terrible. Retail sales, terrible. Inflation, here's the funny part, right? Not enough inflation to, is terrible. Think about that, right? This is what they want you to believe. And, and gold was rallying, and then all of our comments came after the gold market is is closed. It was in a, what we call the electronic trading part of the market, uh, and and so now you got to diverge. Like if you go out to our website, I want to say they say gold's down like four or five dollars, or maybe even two or three. Uh, but I'm going to tell you it's down twenty bucks from where we were at from that 1275 level. And all of it, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, most of it's just fluff and all that stuff and somebody trying to make a buck. But I'm going to tell you, I think they've got it all wrong. So Janet Yellen raised rates, Federal Reserve raised rates, but it was her comments afterward specifically talking about the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. Okay, they have a balance sheet of $4.5 trillion. They, they have made money up out of print, thin air and bought all of this mortgage debt and treasury debt and who knows what else is all in there and, and, and added $4 trillion, essentially, uh, to their balance sheet to take this stuff off the bank's books. And they, they, I don't know why the markets were, were caught because we know they've been talking about they're going to get to it. But she gave some detailed information and, and said that they were planning on starting this this year, and that's what the, the everyone got, and was almost defiant about the health of the economy. And we're going to get to that in just a second. So Art Cashin, and the reason why he's so closely watched, and he is, is because he's old. Yeah, you heard He's old. And the reason why that's important is this guy's been around. It's real hard to find traders that are still left on Wall Street that have seen a lot. And he came out this morning, and he says... He doesn't believe the Federal Reserve's assurances that it has plans to raise rates at least one more time this year. That was kind of one of the things. Hey, we're still on our our rate tightening plan. I actually agree with him. As a matter of fact, I already said that. I'm already on right. I don't think they're going to raise again. The Federal Reserve is going to have to wake up, he said. The economy is not as good as it looks. It really, it depends on what you're looking at. right? And this has kind of been the whole big problem, right? The Federal Reserve wants to look at its economic model. And people like Art Cashin and myself, Paul Stinger, Uh, Stanley Druckenmiller, Ray Dalio, all of these billionaires. We like to look at what the actual facts say. He said to uh, the uh, CNBC this morning the inflation numbers were not good, retail sales were not good. Kind of in direct response to, as Janet Yellen was was giving her remarks. She made a couple of statements that made people believe that she either is lost her mind, or what I've been telling you, which is she's just stuck on her economic models and she just can't see what's right in front of her. Right, and I'll tell you the story of my brother. I'll never, and I don't know why I remember this, but I just do. It's so vivid in my mind. My mom, we were in trouble. Maybe that's why I remember it, right? <laughs> we are in trouble, and probably most likely uh, the, 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 my, my fault, most likely, since I remember it so well. But my guess is that me and my brother were fighting. And we either broke something, or we did, who knows what we did. Somebody was crying, and my mom was upset. And she was, uh, she had been doing the dishes, and we had had uh, pasta the night before, and we had this huge saucepan. If you grew up in an Italian family, you know what I'm talking about, okay? This is not like a regular pan. Right, this is not a regular uh, pot. Okay, this thing's ginormous. Right, it's got to be close to like two foot tall. Right, it barely fits. It does, you know, it covers the burner and almost goes on to the other burners. It so takes up so much room. It can't really fit in the regular pot drawer right you know you have the where you have all your pots and it's usually you know somewhere one of the drawers down below near the stove or maybe underneath the stove wherever it may be you got your place where your pots go this pot ain't going in there and we had this pantry right you know the pantries and where you have all your extra food and all of this and there was this big gaping hole and by the way this pot lived in the pantry, right? So unless my mom was making sauce, this pot's in the pantry. And we're, you know, as you know, think about four growing boys. We lived in the pantry, and and, and I remember my mom was angry. She was slamming stuff. This is how you know, little different time. You just, that's how it was. And she tells my brother to put this. Put the pan away. Put the sauce pot away. And my my brother grabs it. And, you know, I'm scared to death, right, because I'm getting ready to get the wooden spoons getting ready to come out, right? So I'm not saying nothing, right? I'm over there. I'm drying. I'm drying the dishes, right? And I can see the look of fear in my brother's eye. Because he does not know what to do with this sauce pot, and eventually he's standing near the, the you know the drawer where the other pots go, and he opened that drawer up like this pot was even there's no way this thing was going in there, and my mom and like I said she's in a bad mood kind of gives them the backhand it doesn't go in there it goes in the pantry and my brother you know goes over to the pantry and he's standing there and i'm I'm literally there's a hole you could drive a truck through the hole where the pot goes couldn't get it done Right, and that right, right then and there. Yeah, that was enough for the beatings to begin for being an idiot. Because you used to get beat for being an idiot back in the day. And this is exactly what Janet, what ails Janet Yellen, and this is what Art Cashin was talking about this morning. Listen, your economic models are great, right? Everybody loves them. But right in front of your face, there's a big semi-truck coming. Tashin went on to say, hey, it's not that the economy's on life support yet. But this economy is not robust. And then he went on to say how nothing's going to happen on Washington and all this stuff. So, So here's where I'm going why would she come out and 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 i'll just give you some highlights she said that inflation while it's gone down she said it's it's right around the corner yep my phillips curve says inflation is coming she continued her moniker of this jobs recovery which everybody out there and it was so funny to listen to comments from people after she was talking about saying you know, maybe we need to start looking at these jobs models because these aren't very good jobs, right? And they're the part-time, the gig jobs, and maybe we need to, to look at that. And then she said that consumer spending was strong, right? Hours earlier, the retail sales number came out and said that it's down. And my worry is it's going to keep falling. And you think about how no mention, 2017, it's now official, 2017 is the worst year for the retail sector ever. But well, I don't know about the Great Depression. They didn't really have a retail sector back then. The worst ever. Now they're saying, everyone's talking about there's going to be 8,650 store closures. I think we're going to get to 10,000 and maybe more. And she talked about the starting of the reduction in the balance sheet. And so here's what I came up with. I don't think Janet Yellen believes a word she said yesterday. I don't think she believes, kind of like Art Cashin said, I don't think she believes inflation's right around the corner, because the way they calculate inflation, right, there never is inflation. Inflation's already here. Ask anybody. Ask anybody that lives off a a fixed income if there's inflation or not. The consumer spending numbers, they're not getting better. They're not. But here's what I think. Maybe she's crazy like a fox. Is instead of raising rates, she's going to say that they're going to hold off on that and they're going to start the balance sheet reduction because they're only going to start with, it's it's a super small number, uh, $6 billion or something like that a month uh, that you'd hardly even notice. I'm hopeful that that's what she really wants to do. In other words, yeah, I know things are getting bad. I mean, I'm really book smart, but I I, I have a little bit of common sense. I, I, I do look at the actual numbers a little bit. But I think that what she's trying to do is get a way out. How can I get out of We're going to keep hiking interest rates because that's what they've been saying. How can I get out of this and still act like things are okay? And I think that's what she's going to go with. That's just my thought. I think that's my thought. I think the market is reacting to this in a a little different way. I actually think, and I want to believe, I don't think she's totally like my brother who couldn't figure out where the, why the 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 huge saucepan went in the huge hole in the pantry that he was in at least ten times a day for I don't know how many years and it sat there day after day after day and he couldn't figure it out. But I that's that's my hope. My hope is that she does get it and and that that's what she wants to substitute if things don't get worse. Unfortunately, I think things are going to get worse. And all the data that's come out, let me just tell you the data the data came out today. U.S. manufacturing. Right, we've been in this quote-unquote manufacturing residence. Of course, we know that's about done now with the cars. I'll get to that report. Home builder confidence, Nike, Kroger, And then something out of Illinois today, you're not going to want to miss. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt.
1: Many of us know the history lessons of the English king, Richard the Lionheart, so named for his courage in leading crusades to win back Jerusalem. King Richard's legacy towers over much of England's history, but today marks a special anniversary that came after Richard's reign. Five years after his death, his brother John ruled oppressively over England angry barons from across the country fought back and captured london to end john's reign of terror on this day june 15th in 1215 a.d the barons of england surrounded king john on the plains of runnymede and forced him to sign the magna carta this was the first time in history that the arbitrary powers of a king were limited what does this 800 year old english document matter to us most Americans have heard about the Magna Carta in history class, but few know the vital role it plays in our American constitutional republic. The fighting between the barons and King John continued, leading many to believe that the Magna Carta was a dead document. But only slowly and over time have we come to recognize what the Magna Carta signified. In reality, it served as the birth certificate of the rule of law. This simple and bluntly practical document became the foundation of what was a uniquely English concept, personal liberty. Because of the Magna Carta, all Englishmen had rights that even the king was demanded to respect. Within a hundred years of its signing, the early parliament began to develop, and law became something that wasn't based on decisions made by king alone, but by the king in parliament. The Magna Carta profoundly influenced the English Bill of Rights, written in 1689, which brings us to the works of such philosophers and legal minds as Sir William Blackstone and John Locke. These men and their commentaries on the laws of England served as one of the primary inspirations of our American founders. The lasting principles contained in our founding documents, from the rule of law to due process to individual inalienable human rights, can be directly traced to this momentous anniversary of the Magna Carta.
0: Do you know a college student expressing frustration with a liberal ideology and anti Christian propaganda on their campus? Encourage them to join Phyllis Schlafly Eagles and other conservative leaders in Washington, July 18 through 20, for the annual Phyllis Schlafly Collegian Summit. The conference is free to students who register at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Two hands he was backwards backwards Use words like no sir you know my parents There was like a rule at my house you went out and played right and right now we've got a federal reserve that's never went out and played right janet yellen sat inside and read her book Right, they have no clue about what really is happening in the real world, and they've insulated themselves and surrounded themselves with other people just like them. And they can't—they don't have the ability to see what's right in front of their face. Now, I'm like I said, I'm hoping that they're just trying to figure a way out of of the mess that they've created because they've insisted forever that this is what's going to happen, but the data is not helping. Matter of fact, it continued today. We had i got to look at my notes here. U.S. Manufacturing down four tenths of a percent in May, and uh, and of course the news out of General Motors and Ford yesterday means they're going to be down. What we're going to be down in June. We're going to be down in July. Kroger. For those of you that don't know Kroger, I know uh, it's Fries here in Arizona, but Kroger is the parent company. Them and Walmart dominate the supermarket industry. Said same so- store sales fell in the first quarter, caught people off guard. Then they lowered their earnings guidance for the entire year. At one point, their stock was down 16% today. Homebuilder confidence fell two points. That was out today. Nike announced it was cutting 20% of its global workforce. Uh, U.S. factory outputs fell, industrial production uh, was flat they, they they said there was no growth in industrial production of course that's all your power and all of that one of the other things i want to make quick note of art cash also talked remember what i told you yesterday about 44 four dollar oil he talked about it if oil breaks 44 then there's going to be more pain uh for the united states because you know as we're approaching 10 million barrels a day uh so we're keep what uh, was down today Uh, It's still holding above that level, but that's just one more thing uh, for people to be concerned about. And then the number of people planning on going on vacation. Turns out a lot of Americans say they can't afford it. According to the latest poll out there, 43% of Americans said they will not be taking a vacation this summer because they can't afford it. In addition, 11%, they just can't take the time off work. So over half of the country apparently not taking a vacation this summer. None of that boding well uh, for what Janet Yellen had to say. But this is the thing that I don't get. How can they not see it? They don't see all the retail bankruptcies, right? They don't see... Uh, retail sales numbers what they don't see what happened in Puerto Rico what's happening uh, in Illinois and Massachusetts and Connecticut and Texas and the pension funds and all of the they don't see it and this is the part that 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 is so frustrating and the reason they don't see it is because they don't go outside they're not out there. they don't know how to play they don't understand. All they know is what they've read in these textbooks. He talked about the Phillips curve again yesterday. I'll talk, and I'm going to give you an education on that in a minute, but I want to get to the state of Illinois. According to, uh, well, the state of Illinois sent out a letter, and I'm going to read it to you in just a minute. But as Illinois' bond rating careens towards junk, we know that they're just one level now above junk status. They have $14.3 billion in past due bills. The new fiscal year starts in a couple weeks. Okay, so 46 of the 50 states, 2018 starts. July the 1st, right? The federal government, it doesn't start till October 1st. Uh, Of course, for us, you know, we normal folk, we follow a regular calendar. Uh, But the state of Illinois doesn't have any money. Right? And it doesn't have a budget, right? They haven't passed a budget in over three years, and they've been forced to send out letters to their vendors, some of these vendors are being told, "Hey, guess what? We don't have any money, so you're going to stop doing work." And one of those was the 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 vendors that handle all the road maintenance for the state of Illinois. Now you think about it, the state of Illinois, right? All the cities. I mean, it's a it's a big state. And they, they sent a letter to all of their contractors stating wrap up whatever project you're doing right now. Right? Put the bulldozers away, clean up the whatever construction mess you had, make it as safe as possible, and do it by the thirty, by the last day of June, because starting July the first there is no money, unless it constitutes a safety issue. Hey, if that bridge is going to collapse, <laughs> right? If that bridge is going to collapse, okay, we'll let you do it. But if it's not, you need to cease and desist all work. Dear contractor, the contractor document governing the performance provides the obligations of the state shall cease immediately without penalty or further payment being required if in any fiscal year the illinois general assembly of or federal funding sources fails to appropriate or otherwise make available funds for all contracts. At the time of this, appropriate funding is not available after June 30th, 2017. Thus, work shall cease effective June the 30th, 2017. Please bring all projects to a condition that will provide a clear and safely traveled way this may include but is not limited to completing some items of the contract work adjusting the traffic control removing construction debris and locating idle equipment to a safe location now don't worry Everything's fine. We're going to raise rates again, and the economy's just picking up, and inflation's right around the corner. Pay no attention to all that other stuff. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. In the land of Lincoln, starting July 1st, the only thing the state of Illinois is going to pay for if there's traffic light maintenance, debris in the road, right? Uh, if there's A water main break, uh, if, uh, you know, something washes out into the road, a fallen tree, right, debris of some sort, and until there's some funding, no more work other than that is going to be done, then yesterday, Moody's was back at it again. Just doesn't stop. Downgraded seven Illinois universities. Five of them are now in junk status. And they said that here let me just break it down for you. The average university in Chicago from obviously Southern Illinois, the University of Illinois, Eastern Illinois, right? They're all northern Illinois, Western Illinois, every direction Illinois. The average rate of tuition and fees has gone up on average. The lowest was 5.72%. The highest was just under 8%, and it's done that every year for 10 straight years. And according to Moody's, it's still not enough. And they said that now retirement costs now consume more than 50% of all state spending on higher education. (laughs) Think about that. The retirement cost is more than 50% of the total spending by the state on colleges. And according to Moody's now the problem is only getting worse. They see no way out for Illinois. They see no way out. And the problem is it's not just Illinois. It's Chicago. It's the teachers' unions. It's the schools. It's the colleges. It's the transit authority. It's this authority, that authority. And none of that was talked about. Of course, you didn't hear that from Janet Yellen. She did talk about the Phillips curve. And very plainly, there was a... Here's a funny part. It wasn't even an American. Uh, Phillips, he was a, a new, uh, an economist from New Zealand. And in 1958, he wrote a paper talking about the correlation between employment and inflation. And he studied, didn't even study the United States, he actually studied great britain's economy they went back from like the 1800s to 19 i want to say it was 1951 and said hey when the unemployment rate falls inflation rises and we've heard janet yellen say this over and over and over again and one of the things that i say about the phillips curve which is a lot of people, including myself, say that model really doesn't work. And, of course, like any good academic, they've changed the Phillips model three or four times now since the 1958 model, uh, which stopped working coincidentally in the 70s. But she brought it up yesterday and said, listen, the Phillips curve is still valid. And quite honestly, I think it is valid if you did it the way they used to calculate unemployment in 1958 when he actually wrote the paper. Because if you did, the unemployment rate would be 9.5%, more than double what it is now. And, of course, would not have Janet Yellen coming out on national television trying to tell everybody inflation's right around the corner because the jobs market's so great. We should really clarify what happened to 25 million people because that's really the number we're talking about. There's 95 million Americans not in the workforce. Where did they go? What are they doing? How are they surviving? And the answer is quite simple. There's 25 million more people on food stamps today than 2006. There's disability. There's another 6 million people more on disability today than there was in 06. You add the two numbers together, and all of a sudden you've just found 31 million people. So when we start to look at all of the things that, that they, they have done, all of these academics, right? And they come out, and you can look it up, uh, the Phillips curve, the guy William Phillips was his name, and, and talking about the paper that he wrote, it was busted in the 70s. Of course, that was the inflation years. Now, remember, I keep telling you, I think we really are in an era of stagflation. Right? There's no growth. And even though they say things are cheaper, we know that's not true. Rents are more. Houses are more. Cars are more. Health insurance is more. Car insurance is more. Right? Health insurance is more. It's all more. Right? But face it, wealth insurance is more. Gold and silver are more expensive today than they were before the crisis, period. And I think it's interesting that the first time the Phillips curve didn't work was during what? Was during the 70s and the inflation of the 70s, and now it's not working again and yet the Federal Reserve seemingly can't see the hand that's right in front of their face. Patriot Radio News hour, final segment coming up. <music> final segment, Patriot Radio News hour. So just to recap, everything's down today. The Dow's down, the SP, the Nasdaq, uh, the global Dow gold, silver, oil. By the way, oil, forty four fifty three right now. So just keep an eye on that. Forty four it's really is an important level economically for us, uh, so we need to keep our eye on that. I don't want to believe that Janet Yellen is like my brother and just lacks the common sense to see what's right in front of her face. I do believe that, that, yes, that's part of the problem, and they're too academic, and they don't know, and they don't play outside and do all those other things. But instead, I want to believe. I want to believe they're trying to get away, get an out from, okay, we're just not, you know what the economy's not doing what we thought we're not going to hike rates anymore. They want to substitute something. And I think that's why they pushed this, let's get rid of the balance. sheet. And when you think about 45 Trillion dollars, and they're gonna hey, we're gonna get rid of. And it, the numbers vary between four to six billion dollars a month, right? Something that's so minuscule it would you know take even the rest of our lives for it to ever go away. But that's what I want to believe. I don't believe. I don't want to believe that she's being this uh, what they call bullish. Instead, I think they're trying to find. Uh, a little escape clause but that will all remain to be seen. In the interim obviously a huge buying opportunity again back in this silver market. I'm telling you right now, uh, silver $16.75 and I'm loving it again. I got, I'm got. going to give you a couple of choices this morning. Uh, if you want to buy silver, buy the case. And that's 500 ounces we've got u.s silver eagles at $9,800 okay $9,800 for 500 ounces that's the green monster box that's $19.60 or 285 over spot great price if you want an even want to pay even less we have the Austrian Philharmonics. Okay, that's the one ounce silver eagle from the Austrian mint. Those are at ninety five hundred dollars for the case, which is nineteen dollars to the ounce, which puts that at like two dollars and twenty-five cents under. It's hard to pass that up, that two twenty five over spot. Uh, the Austrian Philharmonics at 95 You have to buy those by the case. Those are at 9500 If you want a case of U.S. Silver Eagles, it's 9800 If you want a roll of U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, that's at $400 a roll or 325 over spot or $20 an ounce at $400 a roll at 800 951 Zero five nine two. If you're looking to add gold to your portfolio, gold's down uh, 20 bucks, right? $1,253. I do have uh, about 25 of each. I've got 25 Liberties. I've got 25 St. Gaudens. Uh, those are going to be $1,350 at 800 951 Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Get ready, Valley of the Sun. Mother Nature's going to be turning up the thermostat next week. <music>